Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following content is not suitable for children. George, we're going to talk about more sexual assessment and how to deal with people's present sexual life with more questions, part three. Sounds fun. Let's get it going. Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist. And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to each other. Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body. Just as we begin, please remember to check out Uberlube. Uberlube.com is where you can get this great lubricant and help support Foreplay Radio. You know, we get so many cool comments on everywhere. I mean, on our website, we get them on iTunes and A friend of mine said that we really need to read some of them and help people understand what we're all about, what our mission is. So I wanted to read a couple to you, George. Sounds good. This first one is titled Phenomenal, and it's by Anthony and Daria. Thank you so much. This is in April, and he says, These two are wonderful clinicians, and they know their stuff. Empathic, kind, and gentle. I've listened to a lot of folks on the subject and keep coming back to this one. Aces, truly, thank you for your work. Thank you guys so much for your review. And then I want to read one more and then talk about why I think this is important. First of all, this man says, incredibly helpful with a real guy male perspective. My fiance and I love this podcast. It has changed our lives, and that's not an understatement. I'm so grateful. Thank you. I could say so much, but if you want change and perspective, listen to this immediately. It handles tricky topics with grace makes it comfortable and helps so much, which, oh, that is so nice. And this is Mm -hmm. from Vita Goldstein. Thank you so much. I, I think what is important is, you know, we talk a lot about keeping it hot and helping people sexually, but really when we are talking about what our mission is, I think it's about stabilizing coupleships, right? Marriages. And for me, I think, You know, if marriages are stabilized, the community stabilizes, children are stabilized, and they need to be stabilized in two ways, emotionally and sexually, which is, of course, what we're doing. I mean, this is about not just marriages. This is just about engagement in life. So for me, it's about vitality. I like the word grace in that comment. I do, too. Right, And I think that our mission is talking is foreplay, right? That's Mm -hmm. a way towards connection. Uh Sex is a great way towards connection. There are lots of different ways of connection, but we're really trying to help people just have more success in the different ways that we can connect. Mm -hmm. And I I think that what is great about this is it's a male-female perspective. Certainly it's clinical, but it's also just our person bringing our, you know, our own experience to talking about it. And so many people write in and say, They've never had anybody, never heard anybody talk about sex. So it's like we, we get to model it right now. And, and 
I would just like to invite our listeners to join us. If this is your heart and this is your mission, we do have the ability for you to sponsor us on Patreon. And we have several different levels, just the newsletter. And then we give exclusive content. And we also are doing a Facebook Live, which we're going to announce probably next week in terms of our first date for that. But if this is what you're about as well and you want to help us, that would be great. Right. And that would be a bottom-up process to really help people become part of this team. You know, this does take money to produce and then to make it happen. So when we have people join us as patrons and really support our advertisers, you know, Uberlube is doing a, a great job really trying to make this message spread it. And then we really need everyone's help to do that. And doing reviews is another simple way. If you don't have money, is, is there a way you can just do a review or encourage people if you believe in this process? And we're we're all part of something bigger than ourselves when we start to you know, think that way. And I think mm-hmm. these times around COVID-19, and so many of us are looking for, for ways of staying connected, of being part of something bigger than ourselves to kind of find a way of changing for the better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I do appreciate the many emails that come in. I try to get back to almost everybody, even if it's just thank you. But sometimes I'm swamped. But overall, I try to say something to you. Many of you write in with questions and concerns and your life's problems. And we try to help direct you to local therapists and things like that. And then I think support from patrons will allow George and I to develop more content, keep this content free. I know that we've talked about writing, George, and about maybe developing, who knows, uh, weekends and things like that. We'd like to do that. So thank you. Thank you, everyone. It is so meaningful when we do get that feedback. I know when I teach all over the world and like I have an audience, it's a lot easier to get that feedback. So a lot of times with a podcast, it feels like you're speaking into space. When we get those human stories back, it, it really makes this whole thing worthwhile. Okay, let's move into our content, George, about developing this idea of sexual assessment further. I'm hoping to model for you what we as therapists would be asking people. Again, we would like to thank three people in this development, Dr. Sue Johnson, Mike Moran, he's an EFT supervisor. Sue Johnson is the founder of EFT. And thank you, Zoya Zemahatskaya, who really is a pioneer in the EFT community about integrating EFT and sexuality. Yeah. What we're hoping in these questions is that you're not so specifically focused on the answer, but it's an invitation to just kind of explore and, and, and go places in yourself that most of us never hear these questions, right? So it's where I'm just going to immerse myself in the different clients that I have and just try to kind of have fun exploring some of these things that we never even think about. There's no right or wrong answer to these questions. Some of you, some of these questions might not be as relevant. Others are going to hit strike right in the middle of your heart, right? And, and just to, to give it the space to listen. And we're going to just role play. Yes. Okay. George, I think you need a different name. What name are you going to be? Jorge. Jorge. Okay. Jorge. Okay, so Jorge, how important is sex to you in your present life? And has this changed at all over your adulthood? I Yes, it has. I think it's pretty important right now. I think when I was young, it was pretty important. And then I got really focused on the kids and work. And, you know, it's always been important. But I think now um, I just turned 40. It is 
it's becoming more important again because it's the one way I feel like I can really connect with my partner. Mm-hmm. So you got married. Are you married? Yes. Okay. okay. So you got married and it was really important. And then you kind of got busy with life, with raising a family. And now you're, you're back to thinking about it is very important because it's, it's the way you feel so connected to your partner. Right. Okay. So, okay. This is a really personal question, but do you allow yourself to think about and fantasize about sex? Yes. Okay. Can you, would you feel comfortable telling me like what fantasies are exciting for you? Yeah, I mean, I like just let my, I mean, being a very loyal, committed person and and I wouldn't destroy my family and have a, a, an affair, I think. But, you know, I, but I will allow my brain to wander if I see somebody walking down the street to just think what it'd be like to have a conversation or, you know, if things got a little crazy and spontaneous. And, you know, so I think those would be my most common fantasies. Uh-huh. So it's... Certainly, you're aware of attractive others. That's not your intent, but that does kind of excite you and bring sexual feelings out in you. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And do you share your sexual ideas or your fantasies with your partner? Not really. I mean, I don't. I don't want to hurt her feelings or kind of cause drama, make her feel insecure. Or there's something I'm attracted to someone else. It's just, you know, it's just an idea. It's just something fun. It's not. I take too serious. So I kind of keep it to myself. Okay. I'd love to say something here as a sex therapist. I, I think what Jorge has said is so common is that if we're going to be alive sexually to our partner, we're going to be alive sexually to the world. I mean, we are going to see attractive others. And I think that in some ways flashes through your mind about sexual encounters is, is pretty normal. And when I ask people this, like, do you share your sexual fantasies? I'm not asking him, are you sharing about having been attracted to other women? Because that can be hurtful, but taking, capturing the excitement about it and what he imagines about that and sharing with his wife. So, Jorge, I, I guess what I'd say Just to comment that, to that on yeah. top of that is... I totally agree with that. The spirit of how do you bring that vitality, that playfulness, that fun. And that's what fantasies are, right? It's, that's a beautiful formula is this attraction plus some difficulties, right? Some obstacles, right? That, that, that creates this excitement. So you can capture that without the vivid details of a fantasy. And it's also okay if you don't want to share your fantasies. Mm You know, there are a lot of people in relationships that, you know, it's a loving thing. They want to keep, they want to protect their, their, but that's the bind. If you hide yourself, then there's less of you to engage. So how do you, how do you hold both of those? I think certainly everything in our mind doesn't need to be shared with our partner because some of it could be hurtful. But I think that overall, if we're committed for a lifetime, we have to find a way to share our erotic mind the flavors, the things that we think about, mm-hmm. the ideas that excite us, what turns us on. I mean, that that is so exciting, you know, because over time, probably the body is not as exciting. I mean, when we're 80, it's not as exciting. But I think the mind can be as exciting. So learning about that, how to do that tactfully with your partner takes a lot of vulnerability. And that vulnerability is the risk in long-term relationship. Exactly. And I love the line from Peggy Kleinplatz's new book, Magnificent Sex, where she says, low desire may be evidence of good judgment, right? Mm-hmm. If, if 
the cost of constantly protecting yourself and keeping parts of you outside the bedroom just means that the, the energy levels start to decrease over time. So how do we listen to that and, and face some of these tough conversations, which is, you know, how do we bring more, more of ourselves towards our partner? Mm-hmm. Let's have Peggy Kleinpatz on the podcast. She would be a brilliant guest. There you go. Again, we're thanking UberLube. And UberLube is sending a package of the product to the first, I think, 10 or 20 people who sign up with us with Patreon. So definitely, you're going to need to send me your address so I can get it to them if that's okay with you. But UberLube, it is a product that I have given out to every patient for like three years. We have a bowl that people can take handfuls of the samples before the, on their way out so that nobody can see them take it. But it's, it has this long-lasting performance because really it's made from silicone, so it doesn't get absorbed into the body. And it also doesn't trap bacteria, so it's really safe to use. It has like three types of high-grade silicone, and it has a little bit of vitamin E, so that makes you your skin feel good afterwards. Yeah, I recommend a whole, taking a bathtub in it. And just <laughs> good for your skin, good for your soul, good for your just. Good for your All sex around. life. Good sex life. Everything's good. <laughs> right. And it's scent-free and it's taste-free. So you can switch doing all kinds of things sexually and feel good about that. And it doesn't impact your pH balance or your hormones, which is really important for women. It is recommended by thousands of doctors. It's recommended by Dr. Lori Watson. And it's made in the USA. And I've said this before, but I really like the packaging because it's just clear glass, white lettering. It's beautiful. They've done a good job. So please go to uberlube.com and use the coupon foreplay when you check out and that credits us with your purchase. And we would just love for you to support them. And that helps us too. George, you've got this whole new website that's coming up with training materials and stuff. Tell me about it. It's called successinvulnerability.com. Similar to what we've been talking about in the podcast, I'm really trying to train therapists on how to keep their focus in session and to if you're going to invite couples and clients and families to risk doing vulnerability then it's really critical that they have success when they do it the reason why people don't do vulnerability is it doesn't work out so well for them when they do so we really want to empower therapists to to know what to do in these critical moments to kind of usher in the transformation that could happen when people go to these vulnerable spots and this comes out on June 1st. June 1st. Uh, it's the big launch. So therapists who listen to us can go ahead and check it out. And you'll be doing trainings and all sorts of things. And you have a team of people. It's successinvulnerability.com. So we invite all of you to the big launch on June 1st. I'm excited about it. I get to learn a bunch more from George. One of the blessings of COVID-19. I never had time, but... We can get creative when we're locked in a house and come up with some new endeavors. So I'm looking forward to it and I appreciate any feedback and support. Jorge, tell me about how often you and your wife have sex and if that's, you know, as much as you want it and who initiates it. Tell me all about that. Well, you know, I think we don't have enough sex. We maybe once a week, Mm -hmm. maybe twice a week on good weeks. But, and usually I'm the one that initiates it. Mm-hmm. And is that okay with you? Not, not really. I mean, I get, we're just busy and 
it's so I understand not being in a mood, but I think I make it a little bit more of a priority than, than my wife. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm, I'm probably not going to delve into this quite as much at this point in a therapy session. I'm listening, but I'm hearing a lot of things that I think are positive. One, this guy is not a blamer. He's not all about anger and blaming his wife for things. I mean, he's a little bit unhappy, but overall he tries to see it as two perspectives. You know, he volunteers, well, maybe we're just a little busy. I make it more of a priority. You know, but the way he's talking about it tells me that it's this is going to be workable, is what I'm seeing as a sex therapist. Right. And I would probably also jump in and normalize how that discrepancy is the most common thing we're going to see. A lot of people think it's just them that have this problem. And, you know, it helps to recognize, you know, this is the most common problem mm-hmm. couples have. It is. Yeah, the, the difference between how often somebody wants it. And I think in initiation, and again, uh, we'll talk further about it, and I would talk with his partner about it. But mm-hmm. I know women, by and large, do not see their role as the initiator. And I think men want their partner to initiate, their female partner to initiate, because they, too, want to feel desired. So it's a big miss. Right. Uh, and sometimes talking it through is just enough to make it happen. So how would you rate your own sense of your body? Do you feel like you're attractive? Could you tell me maybe, scale of 1 to 10, how attractive do you think you are? Wow. Um, you know, I don't look like I did when I was 20 anymore. <laughs> With a receding hairline and a growing belly, I don't, uh, but I still think I have good energy. I'm like fun. And, and so I would give myself, uh, I'd say a six and a half. Six and a half. Okay. Yeah. Um, you should have saw me at 18. <laughs> so are you attracted to your partner? And do you think your, your partner is attracted to you? Yeah, I am still very attracted to my partner. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... I think my wife is less interested in sex, so I, I don't think, I know it seems like that happens a lot, so I don't know how personal it is. I think there are times she's still very attracted to me, which is good, but there are other times where it doesn't seem like she's as attracted to her as I am. Mm-hmm. And I would say, right, to many men, first of all, I mean, he has adequate self-esteem, but he... he Probably some of it is diminished because his partner is not as expressive about that. And also, it's good that he's attracted to her. Again, this is all tied up in how they're talking with each other, how they're expressing that. And, you know, potentially, I, I think you've said this before, George, going back to you, George, you know, that men are so visual and women, I think, get going and feel sexual in a broader way. You know, sometimes just the emotional connection is what brings the attraction. Right. And we have to be ready as therapists to go in a lot of different directions. I could answer that question by saying I'm not so attracted to my wife. You know, she's gained a lot of weight and I, that's really important to me. And, you know, so that's all information that's kind of explaining, is this system open? Is it working or are there blocks that are things getting in the way of it? Right. Right. So Jorge, does, it, does everything work right for you? You know, is your sexual arousal dependable? Do you, do you have good erections? Are you able to ejaculate when you want to? Um, yes, I think for the most part, everything works. I mean, there are some days I think it's, uh, 
it, it goes too long and where it's, we maybe it seems like she kind of wants me to kind of be quicker and I don't know that that sometimes doesn't work so well but you know for the most part I think everything works and once we get going we we enjoy the process mm-hmm. okay so sometimes it goes a little bit long and... I mean if I drink then you know maybe sometimes it don't work as well as I'd want but mm-hmm. so one of the things I know as a sex therapist there is such a myth that women want men to last forever and the reality is is most women don't want men to last forever. And so he seems to be aware of this, like, ah, oh, it's lasting a little bit too long for my wife, right? Why would he say that if he doesn't already know that, that somehow or another it, it takes too long? Or maybe he it takes longer than it used to for him, or like he mentions, with alcohol, he can't ejaculate as quickly. And so he's a little concerned about that. I think about this. I also, as soon as I hear this, I think, okay, why is it taking so long? Sometimes men de-eroticize the particular encounter in many ways. They, they worry, you know, they get anxious about their performance, and that just messes everything up. Or maybe he's watched quite a bit of porn, and so he's comparing either his own performance or his wife's responsiveness. So it's not as exciting because he's like, ah, oh, you know, it, she's not moaning the way they do in porn or whatever. And that could take him longer to reach climax. So in an initial session, I'm just listening for that. I'm not necessarily going to dig in because I want him to be really comfortable, I guess. So just to make sure I'm here and you're right, you're saying premature ejaculation is a good thing. Okay, so this could be, <laughs> for some women, a good thing. All yes. right. All right. So not, long, too, not too short, not too long, <laughs> just perfect in the middle. All right, I'm getting it. Just making sure. <laughs> okay. Okay. I got to come back to this, George. Okay. How do you tell your wife what you need and what you desire sexually? Um, I don't know. I don't do... We probably don't do such a great job with that because we don't, you know, it feels like words talking about things mess things up. It's like, you know, when we were younger, it all worked well. and We could kind of just figure out what each other liked. And, you know, that's kind of what I still try to do. Mm-hmm. So words could mess it up. You think that wasn't the way it used to be. So do you think that what you guys do in bed is erotic? Does it, is it mostly mechanical? Is it boring? Um, I think it's a little... I think we've fallen into a rut, like the same thing over and over. But I, I think we love each other. So it's, I don't know. It could, we could probably do some things differently. Mm-hmm. And have you ever communicated to your partner like explicit things about how you like to be touched maybe or what you want to do? I mean, you know, I I remember most of the time she tells me it's not a good time to talk about it. It feels like a critique or something. <laughs> so I don't, I just don't, I have words and I'm okay not talking about it. Okay. Do you ever show her? Do you ever move her hand or anything like that? Because this question is basically saying, you know, have you ever communicated it to your partner? But this is my aside to our audience. Not necessarily have you told your partner. And and maybe I should have been more, especially since he's already told me, you know, he doesn't like words. I should have given him a break here and helped him with this. So, I, I mean, even with touch, do you guys help each other understand what you like? I mean, I think it's pretty clear isn't it laurie when you like something you you should pick that up so i don't i mean i don't know i think we both kind of figure it out with each other 
So it sounds like overall you figure it out. I would say just from my perspective as a sex therapist, uh, no, it's not usually clear to a lot of people that I see. <laughs> you know, like they they make a lot of assumptions and that's really normal, but there's so much more that can happen when people are really communicating well. And maybe together we can all talk about that. We'll see how it goes. And it's really cool what you're doing so we are trying to get people to become more explicit about their assumptions. You can't challenge something or stretch it or grow it if you don't even know what it is, right? I would never know that. I don't really talk about this stuff. But mm-hmm. this, these questions are starting to make me realize this, Jorge, wow, well, <laughs> words are not, communication is not an area we really thrive in around our sexuality. Right. right? And, and a lot of what I hear from Jorge is, He's afraid to talk about it and on some level, you know, because he could mess it up. He's like, mm-hmm. well, you know, it used to work good and I, I don't know, you know. So he doesn't, he doesn't have a lot of hope inside that this could make it better. Right. And there's a reluctance to really want to go deeper. It's yeah. like I want to sprinkle in a couple of fun things and that's really all I'm looking for. But these, <laughs> these deep questions, I'm like, whoa, wait a second here. About it. Right. So, Jorge, back to you. Uh, Are there any sex acts that you desire and your partner doesn't or things that your partner would want to do that you don't want to do? I would like, again, I think we fall into a pretty typical routine and I just would like, you know, maybe some different positions or I would like some more oral sex, both giving it to her and getting it myself. I just think we've gotten away from some of that. Okay. Okay. So we will talk about all of that. Uh, We'll find a way to talk about all that. So I, I'm just wondering, and this is, again, a, all of this is personal stuff, but do you ever use porn to, to sort of create arousal or um, has your partner, also has your partner ever expressed concerns about your use of porn? We don't really talk about it. I, I think when we go through dry spells, then I will, I will look at some porn and, you know, it's just a way of not putting pressure and just kind of getting a quick release. But I don't think it's that big of a problem. We don't really talk about it. Okay. So what I would say, right, is a lot of men surprisingly are really honest about this question when it's just with one person. And as a sex therapist, when I do individual assessments, my contract, my goal is to help the couple. I don't necessarily want to hide information, but I want them to learn. I want to coach them essentially about how to reveal relevant information. This probably is not relevant in my mind. He uses it for himself. He's not overusing it. She doesn't know or they don't talk about it. I mean, maybe it will come up, but I would I would wait for her to bring it up versus try to insist that this be some theme of discovery between them. Right. Last question. Okay. Are there any medications or health conditions that I should know about? Do you have like high stress or do you take high blood pressure medicine? Anything that is getting in the way, maybe, of expressing yourself fully sexually? Um, I, I've a few times had some some uh, medicine for, for a bit of anxiety, trouble sleeping, when work gets really stressful, but that's about it. Okay. Okay, that's great. And just for our listenership, if a man is taking high blood pressure medicine, he's going to have erection difficulties. It's and I think a lot of men, that. when the doctor is given that information can I tune some of that out? Yeah, I don't and think not make many, the connection. I don't think many doctors tell them explicitly, hey, by the way, this is going to impact your erections. So but it, it does. And some of them have lesser degrees of it, but all of them do. Okay, well thank you, Jorge, so much 
for sharing this with me. We will get back together with your wife in our next session. And and I'm going to have a meeting with her and we'll just kind of talk about some of this together and see how much progress we made. I, I hear that for you, man, words have not necessarily been your strong suit, but uh, we'll see if together we can make things a little bit better. Great. And back is George now. It's less about the information and it's more about the therapist starting to plant seeds, starting to kind of mm-hmm. touch base on these topics that have been chronically avoided, right? And I really want my clients to have success in answering these questions. Like, you know, there's no judgment or, you know, we're just trying to understand who you are so we can help you become more comfortable with your sexuality and communicating that. Right. And also just to have a, a more expansive experience with your partner. Yep. Thanks for listening to Foreplay Radio. Keep it hot. Hey, patrons. Lori is offering a Facebook Live on Friday night, June 12th, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. Sign up today. For those of you who are listening today, we are also going to send out some free Uber Lube to those of you who sponsor us on our Patreon page. Call in your questions to the Foreplay Question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-4PLAY. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.